Did you know Super Awesome Mix has an app? Go to the Apple App Store today and download Super Awesome Mix. It's free. You could start creating and sending your own digital mixtapes in just a few clicks. Also, there's links to our Instagram account and a link where you can follow your favorite podcast. Speaking of which... Welcome back to another Super Awesome Mix. My name is Matt Sidhelm alongside my co-host and co-founder of Super Awesome Mix, Samer Salvi. Samer, how are we doing this week? Doing real well. It's an, another treat, you know, another favorite mix. Throw it on the pile of all my favorite mixes uh, that I that we do. And of course, this one is because we've got a guest on the show, as we alluded to in an earlier episode. Yes, yes. We, uh, we threw uh, one of this guy's songs on our new music mix recently, uh, and he actually just had another single drop uh, this week. So we're really excited to have him on the show. Um, our guest today is the lead singer, songwriter, guitarist, and just about everything for Jake Swamp and the Pond <laughs> and the Pine. Excuse me. They've been nominated four years in a row at the Boston Music Awards for Americana Act of the Year and twice nominated for the New England Music Awards, <clears> once <throat> for New Act of the Year and once for Americana Act of the Year. So they just released their third single, Drive, 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 off their upcoming new album, Simpson and Banks. It is Drew Zeef. Drew, welcome to Super Awesome Thank you Mix. so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super stoked to be here. Yeah, so, okay, my first question is, your name's Drew, you're the lead singer, <laughs> and then where did yeah. the name of the band come from? Oh, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a legend. Um, I was, so the previous iteration of the band was me and a uh, mandolin player named Stu, um, and we toyed around with the idea of being Stu and Drew, but didn't think that people would take that seriously <laughs> enough. <laughs> and gauging by gauging by your reaction, I think we were spot on. That's a, um, that sounds like a vaudeville act. I Drew know, I know. Yeah. Or Stu and Drew, it was yeah, it was bad. Um, and we wanted to, you know, be taken somewhat seriously. So we were at a open mic at a club in Cambridge, Mass, called Lizard Lounge, which is um, pretty pr- pretty well renowned um, for folk Americana. It's kind of like got these really cool cabaret vibes. Um, and we were under pressure to come up with a name before, um, we were going on for the open mic and we were just furiously Googling things that are representative of Massachusetts, things that are representative of being outside. Cause that's where a lot of the inspiration comes from. It's how I like to spend my, uh, leisure time is just in the woods, hiking, biking, climbing. Um, the Jake Swamp pine tree is the tallest tree in Massachusetts, uh, and the Jake Swamp Pine Tree is named after Jake Swamp, who was a really prominent uh, environmentalist. Um, and then like any indie band name, we just threw a and the between <laughs> between a couple of the nouns. And uh, we got Jake Swamp in the pine. <laughs> now, I got to ask, how many people are like, oh, my gosh, Jake, I love your music. Like, Literally. How- <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know how many people are like, Jake, I love your music. But everyone assumes that I am uh, I am Jake. <laughs> Hopefully everyone is like, Jake, I love your music, but yeah, everyone, I just roll with it in emails. Um, I'm thinking about getting a merch line that just has not Jake written on stickers and t-shirts. Oh, that's uh, just, just, that's just rolling great. with it at this point. I love it. I like well, yeah, that. Yeah. That was when we first heard uh, from you guys, I wrote back and I was like, Hey, really enjoyed Jake's music. And then they're like, well, Drew, <laughs> we, 
Drew would love to be on the show. And I'm like, well, is Drew like the bass player? Like, what's going on here? And they're like, is Drew the, le- the least important member of the yeah, band? Yeah, no. what, what, what's um, going on? It's like, wait, no, this guy does everything. No, this is Jake. Hold on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I just I do it passively now. I'll sign my email, my name Drew, and um, I'll just roll with it if people uh, if people refer to me as Jake. It's just it, we didn't have the foresight three four years ago. Um, but yeah, I guess Stu and Drew would have avoided that. But now Stu's no longer playing in the band, so that would have been even more confusing. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> then you could have gone with not Stu as your yeah, not Stu. Your, yeah, yeah, exactly. As your exactly. Merch. Still would have um, worked. Still would have worked. Yeah, worked. exactly. Well, let's dive into this mix, of course. Sure. Um, you made us an amazing mixtape. And, you know, Thank Matt you. and I were talking about it as we normally do. You know, we, we text or talk about the mixes that we get. And we both really like this one. Oh, um, yeah, it's really good. Like we've talked about maybe having like I've been wanting to do like a fall mix. We've done like a winter, summer and, mm. a, and like a spring mix. And we never have done a fall one. But I feel like this could stand in as like kind of a fall mix. Mm. Like I it just get yeah. like that. I get a lot of that vibe from it. So I really liked it. Thank um, you. But with that, you know, let's get into it. So I'm going to introduce uh, your first track here on the mix, and it is "The Rote and the Right" by Johnny Flynn. Yeah, I um, first actually got introduced to Johnny Flynn because he wrote the theme song for one of my favorite TV shows called The Detectorists. Um, it's a British TV drama comedy about two metal detectorists in this like <laughs> rural. It's so mundane, but it's like. <laughs> Like the cinematography is amazing and it's just like really clever. Um, and he wrote the theme song, which is uh, called The Detectorist. And it's an incredible song. And then it kind of led me down uh, the path of his discography. And he's just in one of my favorite singer songwriters. Um, I think he was like a classically trained, like Shakespearean actor and musician. Um, so I love how that tends to come across um, in his lyrics. And I think this is one of the the songs that like really grab my attention after, uh, you know, the, the theme song, the detectorists did. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, a, that's, that show sounds like something I got to go check out. I'm, it's I'm amazing. very intrigued. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it sounds awesome. Um, B yeah. Like I, it's funny. I, I loved, I think I'm going to keep saying this throughout this entire mix. I loved a lot of the lyrics. I think like many of mm-hmm. these songs just have beautiful, beautiful, well-written lyrics. It's like poetry, um, the, like this song in particular, like it's something that reminded me that would play in like a Wes Anderson film. Which yeah. Is, like it has that vibe, right? Which coming from, I mean, I, I love Wes Anderson. So I mean that as like the me highest too. of compliments <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like he's got really eclectic music tastes and, and they're, they work really well in his films. So, um, but yeah, that's really cool uh, to, to know that. I didn't know that about the, um, about him writing a, a theme song to this you know, amazing sounding. Yeah. Show. I love that. <laughs> it's really cool. They, there's actually one scene in the show where there's like an open mic at the bar that they go and Johnny Flynn has a cameo in, he's doing, nice. he's, he's one of the open mic performers and he's performing the theme song. Um, but yeah, he's a, a multi-instrumentalist, <laughs> phenomenal lyricist. Um, I think he's focusing a little more on acting now. He's been in like a couple, like Emma, I think was like a big motion picture that he was just in. Um, there's another bank heist movie that he was just, he's, I think he's, his attention is focused more on the acting side of things. So he hasn't been putting out as much music, music as of recent. Um, but yeah, he's been one of my, my favorite musicians and and inspirations for, for quite a while. Phenomenal finger picker. Um, just a really, really good musician and writer. 
it's it's crazy how insanely talented some people are. Like, yeah. Where it's just like, oh, I don't want to make like music everybody loves. I'll just go act in, in some movies and TV shows for a little bit. And then maybe I'll come back yeah. to this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He's he's also in what is one of my favorite TV shows called Lovesick, which is on Netflix. Oh, yes. Um, I love Lovesick. That's a good yeah. one. That yeah, one I'm exa- familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. So that's he's the main character, Dylan, I think, or something in that in that TV show. Nice. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Love. I love Johnny Flynn. If you can't tell. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Drew, your second track, you went with Josephine by Brandy Carlisle. Yeah. So, I mean, Brandy is probably, I know I just said Johnny Flynn's my biggest inspiration. I would say Brandy (laughs) Carlisle is probably like the Northern star for me in terms of like career paths that I'd like to follow. Um, I just, I mean, I don't even know where she's just one of my favorite musicians of all time. I think she's one of the greatest modern day, if not greatest ever uh, songwriters. Um, This is just like a beautiful song. And I think her band, which is now like a stadium touring band used to be just her and these two twin or set of twins. Um, And they just, you know, started out kind of doing like a lot of like these really beautiful ballady three part harmony songs um, and this is, this is one of my favorites of those, um, lyrics are amazing. The harmonies are incredible. Um, yeah, I just, I love, love Brandy. I just saw Brandy Carlyle actually a couple weeks ago in Boston. Um, and it was incredible. She's unbelievable. Yeah. I feel like she's someone who is just starting to get her due and, and she's mm-hmm. been around for a while, but yeah, now it's like, I think she was on SNL about a year or so ago. Yeah. And, and, you know, we featured her on a new music mix earlier this year. I've just. Oh, awesome. You, you're spot on with the, just the songwriting is just incredible. Like the, the lyric I picked from this one was the moon, the midnight moon shines so bright, nearly pulled us up to heaven by the strings of our heart. And I was like, wow, that's really, that's incredible. You know, and that's what, when I hear her music, I'm always like just really listening intently to the lyrics because I just think she does such a good job of writing. Yeah. And I like also as a singer, one of the things that I do, or I guess default to, and my vocal styling is like, those are intentional like voice cracks. And she does like a lot of that in her singing as well. Um, I just, yeah, just phenomenal lyricist. And the, the twins in her band are awesome because they, they're, they're like identical twins. So they have the same voice. Um, which is like a really cool element when it comes to like harmonies and stuff like that. So I have yeah, to that's ask, true. I was just listening to your new single yesterday and I noticed the voice crack and how, yeah. does, how do you, do you, is that something you learn or is that something you just are able <laughs> to do vocally? How does that work? I don't know. I, I, uh, it was just, I have no idea, not to sound like arrogant. It's just <laughs> no, like part of okay. like how I, how I sung. I didn't like learn or intentionally do it. I guess it, it like you know, I don't have like a fast voice, so I can't do like riffs or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think everyone has like different, like a different vocal styling. Um, and I kind of think that I lean on like the grittier, um, more intense style. And I think with that came like, you know, doing those, those voice cracks, but it's funny you picked up. I love doing that. I think it's like a, it sounds great. Um, <laughs> well, I heard it and it sounds great. And I'm like, and not that I'm a professional singer, but I'm like, I don't think I can make my voice crack. My voice will crack. <laughs> but I'm like, can I, could I do that? And then I just wondered, like, in the studio, is a producer just like, stop, do it again? <laughs> like, you know, or they yeah, just kind of let it it's, roll. It's funny because whenever we, whenever I had recorded in the past, 
it actually becomes a little bit more confusing because part of like the studio and tracking process for some people is um, like pitch alterations. So like in some takes, like they can do like a little pitch alteration here and there. And it always confuses the studio engineer when we have to do pitch alteration uh, at a moment where I do the, the voice crack. Um, Cause it, it just like, it doesn't register that well uh, as a, as a note. Um, so it's always funny seeing how frustrated Josh gets whenever he has to do pitch alterations, <laughs> which isn't often, uh, you know, no pitch alterations needed for when I sing. Um, but yeah, it's always funny seeing Josh spiral a little. <laughs> That's great. I mean, I'm well into my thirties and I can do voice cracks all day long. So. <laughs> yeah, it just never goes away. <laughs> never goes away. Still, still working through puberty all these years later. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, let's move on to uh, the next track. This is actually, I think this might be my favorite. Oh, yeah. Mix. Oh, my gosh. Like, so it's the Modern Leper by Frightened mm -hmm. Rabbit. And it just, I mean, it broke my heart. And the more I dug into yeah. the background and the singer, unfortunately, who um, who died, yeah. you know, and, and the, the last tweets he sent. I mean, just everything like it added so much power to this song, too, yeah. which already was so powerful. Uh, but yeah, tell me about this song. Um, so yeah, Modern Leper, uh, I think it is a, a beautiful song. I think Scott Hutchinson writes a lot about like, I mean, he was uh, one of the most honest songwriters that I've ever listened to. And I think this song's a lot about just like him not feeling essentially like worthy of love or a character not feeling like they're they're worthy of of love and kind of falling apart internally. And how can someone love someone who's falling apart internally and breaking down. And I think it's just such a beautiful song. And, um, for me, I, like, I personally tend to gravitate more towards like acoustic singer songwriters. Um, Frightened Rabbit is not that to me at all. Like they have some acoustic singer songwriter songs, but it's kind of more like, it's like almost punky. Um, it's like really intense, really depressing and sad. Um, and it's not typically the music that I gravitate towards, but for some reason I've just always, adored adored frightened rabbit um and i think this is like a really great uh representation of frightened rabbit where it's like fast upbeat like instrumentally and harmonically kind of fun but then the lyrics themselves are like super super sad right yeah i, I love your description of of that song because like musically it had that yeah very nice right, power right. like it builds like it was one of these songs honestly that i found myself closing my eyes and just letting like the music mm -hmm. kind of like really wash over me and and that's rare like a song just does that but then as i mentioned like digging into the lyrics and you know he's talking i think truly about someone I, i'm guessing like you know dealing with depression and like the modern yeah. leper is like someone who's like really struggling with depression and it's like it's hard to be around those people and then that can make your depression even worse and and wow like it, it again added so much power right. to a song that already just made me want to close my eyes and just really feel it and and just how powerful uh it was musically so i was so thrilled to to find this it was like mixed feelings i was really thrilled to find it but then i was just so sad <laughs> listening to it but it's such an amazing song um that uh yeah it's incredible work yeah it was it was i, I was just checking because i forgot if i put swim until you can't see land on there which is another one of my favorite frightened rabbit songs but yeah they're um yeah, I think he is. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really sad because I think like re-listening to all of his songs, like they are really sad and really honest and raw. And then kind of understanding what happened to to Scott um, 
it just I don't know like it it makes those songs honest in a way that I think like a lot of music isn't in a weird mm-hmm. sort of way um but yeah he's had was one of my I mean Frightened Rabbit is still one of my favorite bands of all time um and yeah the this I think again is like a great introduction and representation of their music so if people like this it's worth diving into um kind of like their entire discography I mean that Midnight Organ Fight album is amazing uh winner of mixed drinks is another really great album um huge fan all right so track four and this middle part of the mix you kind of throw it back a little bit we get some we get some older bands here but the first one is the night they drove old dixie down by the band i thought this was a a throwback um or a little not a throwback like a little bit of a curveball um (laughs) i think like I, i i do draw a lot of inspiration from traditional Americana music, Bob Dylan, you know, um, Joan Baez, Joni Mitchell, uh, the band. I love the Grateful Dead, love any spinoff of the Grateful Dead. Um, I don't know. I just love this song by the band. I think it's, it's groovy. It's fun. I think they're some of the greatest storytellers in their lyrics um, like this. Um, I also used to play drums and sing in a band. So I have a, a lot of, uh, respect for Levon Helm and what he does. Um, and yeah, I, I like not a ton for me to say on this. I just love, I think it's such a great song. It's like one of those songs that everyone screams the chorus to. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows the chorus to, but then goes like really quiet on all of the verses. Cause no one knows the verses. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah. Um, I think the band is just, again, like for me, like a huge inspiration. Um, and I love how they are as storytellers. Yeah, that that was really the note I wrote after listening to some of your music. And then the the second this one started, I was like, oh, yeah, the band's got to be a, a <laughs> pretty good influence on this guy. Like that, I right. can see the through line there, which which was awesome because I, uh, wow. I love the band. I love I love their music, but I, I really saw the connection there. And yeah, um, yeah like you said, this is one kind of everybody knows, but nobody really knows that it's really kind of a unique story because they tell it right. from the perspective of like this Southerner at the yep. end of the Civil War. So it's a very different uh, story from maybe a lot of uh, a lot of songs out there about kind of Americana. Like people don't. Right. It's not a celebration of this person. Right. It's really just them no. sort of reflecting on their life. But it is a very unique perspective. Yeah. And just like instrumentally and harmonically, like I just love the the groove of the song. Um, obviously, some classic band harmonies in there. Um, yeah, I just I love I again, like I think for me a lot about the putting the mix together was like, I have all of these bands that I love and what's like the one song that's the epitome of why I love this band. And to me, this, I mean, there were a lot that I could have done with the band, Um, but this was it for me, I think. I also love the, just in general, the audacity of anyone calling themselves like the band. I feel like you can only do that one time. Like <laughs> yeah. that's it, you know, and, and it worked. They took it. <laughs> they, yeah. They, they made it there. There's also, what's that? The, the, there's a band, the, the, um, it's like an 80, like British post-punk band or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's only so many bands that can pull that off. And yeah. right. um, I think they can. Yeah, it definitely works for them. I like it. Uh, all right. So track five, um, we went, or rather you went with Wildflowers by Dolly Parton, Linda Ronstadt and Emily, Emily Lou Harris. Yeah. I mean, again, like, um, picking songs that, uh, you know, 
are the epitome or like the, you know, the main reason or like a good representation of why I love a particular artist. Like this one for me, I love Dolly Parton. Um, I think anyone in the Americana country scene has at least a ton of respect for Dolly Parton, if not more now because of who she is as a person. Um, yeah, I just love this song. I, it's something, it's like one of those songs that I really wish that I wrote this. Um, just because like, I don't know, I, like I do a lot of hiking and, you know, I often think like, you know, you're in the middle of the woods and all of a sudden you like go into this field and you're like, you know, 5,000 feet above sea line. And then there's just like these beautiful, stunning wildflowers and just like personifying wildflowers and, you know, wildflowers don't care where they grow. Um, I just think it's like so clever. Um, not to mention there's three absolute legends on this particular version. Um, but yeah, I just, I love Dolly Parton and I love this song in particular. It's so upbeat and optimistic and beautiful. And um, I love the the imagery too of just like, you know, wide flowers just, you know, hanging out on a mountain. Yeah, this is, I loved this like thematically. I, I exactly everything you just said, like letting yourself be free and like how you thrive when you feel right. free, you know, in the same way that like wildfire, wild flowers, like, you know, as you said, don't care where they grow at the line that I was going to call out as well. Like, I love that. Yeah. Um, I also, you know, made me laugh because I just think about how difficult it is to like grow a house plant. You know, <laughs> it's like you bring them, <laughs> you bring them indoor, and it's like no matter what you do, they're gonna die. They're and you're like, die. man, like yeah. you are out in the freezing temperatures and this and that, and like you're thriving, and then it's like you try to bring it indoor in, in a controlled right. environment, and it just oh, that's all a good goes point. to crap. And so, so I think that's also a metaphor. But it's like right. we sometimes just need to let things be, you know, right. and stop, stop trying to control their environment. You leave your apartment for 48 hours, it's dead. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. That's a, I, that's a really cool, I hadn't thought about it like that, actually. That's a really cool perspective, um, trying to, like, cage or, like, domesticate something that doesn't want to be domesticated and how that, you know, uh, that's that's awesome. I hadn't thought about that, actually. <laughs> Well, it's a it's a struggle every year here in our apartment. We have a lot of plants that we're like <laughs> just constantly, constantly trying to keep alive. But yeah, I really love the song. And as you said, I mean, Dolly Parton is a legend. I mean, she's yeah. unbelievable. Um, and and I yeah enjoy this song a lot. I love the hope behind it and, and everything she's singing about. Yeah, no, I love I love Dolly, and also like again, she's an amazing person, individual. She's done a lot of like philanthropy, and um, you know. Uh, again, like if there's, you know, being a musician and being on that level isn't just about being a musician. It's all about like your contribution. I think, again, she's like a phenomenal Northern star for like, if I were to make it to that point and have those means, like how I kind of would want to um, live, live my life as a, you know, so I, I, again, like love her as like a musician, but also just as like an artist and, you know, her, her place and role in society. All right, so track six, you go with Sugar Magnolia by The Grateful Dead. <laughs> Again, like, I love the day. So in 2013, I went to a fish concert, and that sent me down a spiral of, like, jam bands are pretty cool. Uh, and then I ended up finding out that I like, I mean, not that you have to choose between The Grateful Dead and, and fish, but I went down, like, the route of kind of, like, more traditional, although there is, like, people butt heads in that community. They it's are brutal. two distinct um, camps, right? Yeah, they yeah, kind of they, are. Yeah. They kind of are, yeah. I think there's a lot of overlap, but then there's the people that are, like, the fish are, you know, just trying to do what the dead did, and then there's people that are, like, well, the fish are doing it better, and uh, I don't think either of those things are true. I just like The Grateful Dead a little more because it's, uh, I think... 
it's, I don't know, it feels more, it's more traditional Americana to me and rock. And um, I don't know, this is just like a song that like anyone I think can like dance to and enjoy. Like, even if you aren't a, a big Grateful Dead tune. Um, I also chose one that was a studio version, not a live version, almost because of that. Um, I think a lot of people gravitate more towards Grateful Dead Live. Um, I love the studio albums. Um, and this American Beauty is an absolute classic. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, it's just the groove. Uh, half the time, I never know what the Grateful Dead's talking about lyrically. <laughs> um, I, but I just I just love this song. It's just such a it's such a fun song well i'm I'm glad to hear you some you as a fan don't sometimes understand what you're <laughs> talking about because i'm not as big a fan and uh yeah not that i don't like them i'm just not like deep into it you yeah know? like yeah. I, I would not and so like um yeah but the songs i listen to sometimes i'm like what are they talking about so great to hear that someone <laughs> who's more familiar with their catalog has that same feeling that makes me feel better um uh, but yeah, yeah this is a great one and interesting you mentioned the live versions because in researching this i guess they they kind of do this in two parts and sometimes mm-hmm. like the second part they will hold until a show later in the week sometimes <laughs> like so yeah they and, do and I, yeah it's crazy yeah, they are, I think, one of the most creative, successful live bands. I mean, they just, I, this may require, this would require a fact check, but I would be surprised if they didn't have not played, like, throughout their career, the most amount of live shows of any band. Um, but yeah, I mean, the I think, like, they are one of the most creative live bands of all time. Like, you know, they always bleed song, they always transition songs, like, while they're still playing, and just like the theatrics it's uh that's another reason that i really like them and like listening to their live stuff too is it's always it's always different every song every show has always been different which is really exciting and i think that's why people love them so much as they like it it feels like you've never uh completely gone through their discography uh because there's always some different version of some song from some different year in some different country um which is really cool to me. It is. Yeah. It, it makes me think a lot about just like that really is kind of the power sometimes of, of live music. And some musicians do that right. very well. And others, it's like very much, it's like you get the exact same show down to the minute, right. you know, it's like, and that, and that's fine, you know, it's different <laughs> styles, but yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. And that's something that I also try to, like, I try to at the very least reorder set lists every time, even if I'm kind of like repurposing the same songs, like that's something that I, that's an element that I've tried to bring to from like the jam band scene is just like switching up the set list every time. Um, Sometimes it just, it just becomes like a reordering, um, but it's fun for me. And like, it also changes the vibe, right? Cause like if a really energetic song always comes after a really sad song, I'll tend to play it the same way. But if I flip those, Mm. then like they feel and they can be, they feel different um, and they elicit different emotions. Like, cause if you're going from really happy to really sad, it's different than going from like really sad to really happy. Um, yeah. So like, that's something that I also try to, to bring in when I'm like creating like the craft and attention to set lists, I guess, uh, is kind of like the big takeaway for me from like a lot of those jam bands. I love that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to track number seven here. And it is angel from Montgomery by John Prine. I mean, it's John fucking. Can I swear? I just. I, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. We do occasionally yes, do that yes, on the show. Yes, yeah, go it's for fine. It. Okay, I was gonna say it's John fucking Prine. I mean, there's like not 
There's not a lot. I just, this is like one of my favorite songs. I love all the artists that cover this. I love all the artists that tend to like do duets with him. Um, again, he is kind of like the father of, or one of the parental figures within the Americana roots folks space. Um, and just a really, was a really, really great guy. Um, and this is just a stunning song. It's just beautiful. Um, yeah, I've, I haven't covered this one yet, but I would, I would love to. Um, I just, yeah. I mean, it's just, you can't be an Americana folk musician without having a certain amount of respect. Um, if not being an extreme fangirl over or fan person over John Prine. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. Like I, the listening to this song is another one where it's like you just you are living in the words right. that he's singing about. Yeah, exactly. He paints like such a strong picture. Um, I felt yeah, I felt like really deeply connected with this, you know, this character, this woman who's like, you know, I imagine just standing there like thinking about her life and maybe the regrets mm -hmm. in her life and like all the different things that have turned out. And, and, and again, like you just, you live it. And I think right. that's such a power to how it's sung and, and the words he's choosing. And, and it's just, yeah, it's amazing. I, I really love this song and I really hope, you know, this person's day gets better because I just felt so <laughs> at the end of it, I was like, you're, you're okay. You know, lady, it's, a, it's, a, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be okay. <laughs> no, it's 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 a beautiful song. It's I also think it's cool like how much the song has lived beyond too. Like, you know, Bonnie Raitt covers it. Like uh, there's a number of artists that cover this song. Um and I think that's also really powerful to write a song that is like such a it's a it's a staple, um, is a standard, I think, within folk and Americana music. Um and I love the song. Uh yeah, it's just it's a it's an amazing song. And again, like I couldn't not have John Prine on the on a playlist that represents like my music taste and desert island songs. That's great. That's great. All right. Track eight, you've got the stable song by Gregory Allen Isakov. Yeah. Again, another one of my all time favorite singer songwriters. Um, I just, yeah, this, this song, I think also mm. like recently became like Instagram or TikTok. I don't know, but um yeah, I just, I absolutely love this song. Um, I think there's like a lyric that's like, threw a stone at the sky and the whole stars, threw a stone at the stars and the whole sky fell or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is like, I don't know, that lyric just always sticks with me. But um, yeah, again, one of my all time favorite singer songwriters. Yeah, and like researching, I'm born in South Africa and then moved to Denver, Colorado. And so kind of an interesting, yeah. when I was listening to it, I was like, his voice is, you know, it, it definitely sounded Americana, but there was something different about it. And so it was interesting to look back and see that, you know, he had those South African roots. Yeah. It kind of added a little something to his voice, I think. Um, but yeah, I love the sound of this one. And you write the lyrics. I mean, just, I don't know, everything about it. It was, it was really good. I'm, I'm really, I wasn't as familiar with him before. So I'm mm. really interested to kind of dig into his catalog a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's phenomenal. I think he's like, he's definitely the real deal when it comes to, again, like modern uh, current day Americana singer songwriters. Um, yeah, just like, I don't know, lyrically, there's a lot of, there's a, whenever I listen to music and I'm, uh, there's a lot of moments where I'm just like, how the, f how the hell do you think of this? Uh, and I feel like that happens more often than not more often with, with, with this guy, than with Gregory Allen Isakoff, uh, than, than other people. Um, yeah, big, 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 big fan. 
So track nine, um, I wrote in all caps. This is one of my all-time favorites <laughs> because <laughs> I was so excited to see this on your mix. Uh, so this is All My Days by Alexi Murdoch. Yeah. I just, again, uh, uh, man, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm a broken record with a lot of these, like, oh, one of my favorite all-time singer-songwriters. Love the lyrics on this. Um, this is, again, one of those songs that I just really wish that I wrote. Um, I just love the finger picking pattern, the melody, um, the harmonics, uh, it's, or harmony and, and kind of like instrumentation. Um, it's just a beautiful song. Again, another phenomenal lyricist that I think deserves a lot more, uh, um, attention than, than he may be currently getting. But, um, yeah, just a huge fan of this guy. And again, particularly this song, you, you're familiar, yeah. you were familiar with, uh, Alexi Murdoch. I was, yeah. I mean, funny enough, I was introduced to him, I think, by the OC, because I think one of his songs was featured on, on, oh. um, on I think, either season one or season two. And actually, that like soundtrack is really good for that show, at least the first season. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think it was Orange Sky. It might have been like the song that they yeah. used. If, um, and so then I just started. I was like, I loved his voice on that track. And and then I just started listening to everything that he's done. And I've consumed all of it. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I mean, this is a song that I've been listening to ever since I've heard it for the first time. And it's like every time I hear it, I'm enjoying it as if for the first time again. Like it's yeah. just one of these magical songs that I also could just never get tired of. And I think it is. It's everything you said. It's just like it's it's this voice. It's the melody. I mean, it's just everything is so beautiful. The lyrics are, again, draw you in and just tell the story. And and so, yeah, I was really happy to see this on on here. I agree. He needs more. He needs more accolades for sure. It's funny, like the OC, same with like One Tree Hill. Um, the soundtracks of those shows are ridiculous. They're so yes. good. Yeah. <laughs> Scrubs. I think Scrubs has probably yeah. one of my favorite. We've referenced Scrubs, Scrubs has... before. Yeah. So many good yeah. songs that... from the Scrubs Oh my soundtrack. God. I think I, that's who I, I got introduced to a ton of our, I think Josh Ritter I got introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that moment. Well, no, I, I, I forget. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen Scrubs, but uh, I think it's like Winter Days or something, that Josh Ritter, Joshua Ritter song um, that they're playing when um, Dr. Oh, my God. I forget all of their names now, so this is probably a pointless (laughs) reference. (laughs) When that guy on that show does that thing. The guy on the show. They do the cell phone commercial now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's the doctor that's, like, super mean. Dr. Cox, I think. Yeah, Dr. Um, Cox. mm -hmm. That's right. His his wife's brother, played by Brendan Fraser, passes away. Um, And he's, like, still... He's in the cemetery in the graveyard. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but he's in the cemetery and in the graveyard and he's like still talking to him in that song by Joshua Ritter plays. But um, to, br- to bring it back, yes, OC, One Tree Hill, Scrubs, like those shows have some of the greatest soundtracks of any TV show. So it does. I didn't know that uh, this song was featured or uh, he was he was featured on the OC, but that would make a ton of sense. Um, right, I so- tried to relate it and bring it back. Otherwise, that was just like <laughs> me meandering and, and messing up references to Scrubs. <laughs> all good. We got editors. That's okay. It's all right. We're good. Perfect. Perfect. They can make me sound smart. <laughs> all right. Track 10. You've got Motion Sickness by Phoebe Bridgers. This album is like an ugly cry album for me. It's an album <laughs> that you put on and sit in your room with headphones and you just kind of like listen. And it's just some of the most heart-wrenching songs ever um funeral is 
I'm like, she opens up one of the songs. It's like, I'm singing at a, fu- a friend of like about singing at a funeral uh, of someone her age that passed away and from her old town. And um, the whole album is just in unbelievable. Um, that's a desert album, a desert Island album for me. Um, this was the song off that album that I was like, if people are unfamiliar with Phoebe Bridgers and needed some song to reel them in, it would probably be this one. I think it's one of her more, most, more, if not most popular ones. Um, but again, like, I don't know, emotional motion sickness is just such a cool tagline. Um, it's a little more like tempo than some of her other songs too. Um, but yeah, this whole album, this is my, my, uh, late night ugly cry album. Yeah, you're right. I mean, just listening to it, even if you like, didn't like, this is something that if it was sung in a foreign language, just the sound of her voice, right? Yeah. The emotion, I wouldn't even have to understand every word to kind of understand like what she's going through. That's what's so amazing about her voice. And and the lyric I call out here is there are no words in the English language. I can scream to drown you out. And it's like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like, wow. Talk about someone going through something, you know? Yeah, she's just a beautiful – no, you're totally right because her voice is this like – it's calming. Um, she's like singing about – it's just a cool juxtaposition because exactly like you said, like she's so angry in this song. Like it, it, it's like so angry and resentful but she's delivering it with such a calm demeanor that you're like, oh my god. It's just – it's amazing. Yeah, I love that. It is there's so much power to that. That's like whenever mm-hmm. like a kid is like when your parents are so angry that they're not even yelling anymore. Yeah. It's like, oh gosh, like I've yeah. I've, I've really done it now. <laughs> <laughs> I got um, that a, I got that a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, this whole if again, like if folks listening are unfamiliar or really like like this whole album, Stranger in the Alps, um, worth listening to from uh start to finish in order. Nice. I'll have to check that out. I, uh, I really like this one. So uh, let's uh, take us home here. Track 11 home stretch. And you went with Jordan by joy. Um, Ola Dokum. Uh, yeah. Right. Joy. A lot This is a, a lot This was actually an artist that I I'm admittedly unfamiliar, like a little more unfamiliar with. Um, I recently uh, heard her for the first time, probably within the last couple months. Um, and immediately like felt uh like I just I just loved it um I think this was the first song that I that I heard by her um and then started kind of following her career trajectory which is exploding she like recently just put out a song with Chris Stapleton I think and um Noah Kahn um and just an unbelievable singer-songwriter um and this song in particular is like the production's amazing. Um, the lyrics are incredible. Um, and again, like admittedly, I'm a little more unfamiliar with, with her, her history and her discography. So I'm still diving in, but this song has been like on heavy rotation for, for me, uh, within the last couple months. Yeah. I mean, again, as, as I'm, I'm also a broken record with, like, as I said, with your mix, because again, <laughs> like the lyrics are just so powerful. Um, yeah. And and I just think, you know, she's talking about this experience of of kind of if I'm understanding correctly, it's um I think it's like kind of being rejected by by religion, but finding yeah. love, you know, finding God through love anyway. And I think yep. that like that's 
that's something that you know a lot of people unfortunately experience it's like yeah. you're, you're supposed to be part of this group that accepts you but instead they reject you but then you you find again like i think like the spirituality and the core of of what it is so it's like separating out the institution from like the spirituality and and that is you know something that i've thought a lot about in my own life and so to have it all kind of like in a song here was really powerful for me to listen to because yeah you know I, I can't talk about it as eloquently as she's like singing about it so well on this song. So I, I just think that it's like amazing and, and a lot of, again, really powerful imagery um, that, that comes through in this. So really loved this pick. Yeah. I, and like, again, I uh, similarly feel like I sound like a broken record, but I would highly suggest folks uh, dive in on her full discography. I am still doing it. Um, and there's no, it's just, she's, she's incredible. And again, like, I think she's going to be doing really, really, I mean, she's already doing big things, but, you know, I, I think she was supposed to come to Boston and like was one of those artists that like booked the show. And then within the time between booking the show and having the show had an explosion of fan base. And they, I'm pretty sure they had to uh, reschedule at like a larger venue. So like, oh. I think she is she's on a <laughs> she's going to be a big I, I, I would be surprised if in the next year, year and a half, it's not a, another household name and like singer, songwriter, folk. Um. Yeah, really, really love her. All right. So, track twelve. You got "When My Time Comes" by Dawes. Yeah, uh, Dawes. So Dawes is one of those bands uh, that, like, I always come back to. Um, I think you know, Frightened Rabbit, Dawes uh, are bands that, like, I've just loved for a really, really long time, um, but don't listen to like all the time. Um, and again, Dawes is kind of like another huge inspiration for me um you know like america modern day americana rock um like i love the production of a lot of their songs like it feels like you're just sitting in a room with a band and you're listening to them play um and i just love the refrain on this like the the vocal melody uh how it's sung um and i i don't know this this song like also just thematically resonates with me a lot um you know when my time comes like feeling like it you know It'll happen eventually, but, uh, and, and I don't know. I just, I love everything about Dawes and, and this particular song. Yeah, I really like this one. And I, the, the lyric I called out here is the only piece of advice that seems to help is anyone that's making something new only breaks something else. And I was like, that's, that's so, that's a, a cool line. It's just a way to phrase that. It's a great way of thinking of things. I, I just loved it. Yeah. I love when people, I do that sometimes, like, writing about the creative process, I think is always really helpful. There's a, one of the songs actually on my new album uh, is called, I tried to get high and write a song. Um, and it's, it's just, <laughs> it was a song that like, sometimes when I'm feeling like I have writer's block or haven't put out, you know, haven't written something, I'll just start writing about writer's block and like uh, describing how it feels. And uh, Usually those songs are terrible, but I, there's one on this album called I Tried to Get High and Write a Song, which I didn't think was terrible um, and ended up recording. Um, but I think it's always really cool to hear people like write about the creative process. And um, yeah, is, is a really good example of that. That's awesome. Um, we have, you know, it, it's like a, let's call it a baker's dozen here. So I know I did. <laughs> I didn't know if but I you should. Know, I didn't know if it was expected to put your own song on there. So I threw, <laughs> I threw mine on there as well. I didn't know if yeah. people do that or. 
Some people do, some people don't. Yeah, we're all kind of surprised. I'm like, yeah, I, I like it because I'm like, yeah, promote your stuff. That's what you're here to do. Yeah, so I, I okay. Love it. I yeah. threw it on there just in case. <laughs> yeah, so of course the song we're referencing is Empty Stomachs and Bloodshot Eyes um, by Jake Swamp and the Pine. So Jake, wow. you know, he, um, <laughs> Jake. he makes... <laughs> He makes some yeah. great music here. That guy Jake make it, but Drew's here. Uh, yeah, I'm filling. I'm filling in for Jake. That's that'll be my line now. That'll be my line when people come. <laughs> filling in for Jake. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, this was pretty cool. I mean, we we actually just featured this on our new music mix. Oh, thank map, you. But this, yeah, you're very welcome. And and you know, we discuss how much we love it. And and again, like Thanks. I really I love the vibe of a lot of your music as as we've been listening to it. It's just like kind of escaping escaping yeah. the city, being in nature, like communing with the world a little bit more. And and you know, we talked about the imagery in this one that really does again a very good job. And I think it's, it's very nicely alongside all these other tracks. Yeah, this one was. This was fun for a number of reasons. Um, one, just like it's re- it references like specific stories uh, and incidents like in high school and stuff, because it's a lot. This one's like really to me came out of a place of like feeling nostalgic and feeling overwhelmed with responsibility and just like wishing that when I was in high school uh, and college, um, you know, you have your responsibilities. I, I worked. I made my own money in high school. I you know, went to classes. I did well enough in school. Um, but ultimately like I didn't have to pay rent. I didn't have to worry about health insurance, um, and all that bullshit. Um, and this song came from a place of like, I wish that 17 to 20 year old Drew lived a little bit more, uh, with that mentality in mind. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, there's some like, really like, you know, the second verse is, uh, like a really specific story, like me and my two friends who I won't name were um, partaking in substances that, uh, you know, would, <laughs> would you know, uh, were decriminalized at the time in the state of Massachusetts um, and would be, <laughs> would be burned and inhaled. Um, and we were at my friend's house and um, thought that we were being sly. So we smoked outside, came inside and his mom, who's amazing, came downstairs and she was like at first giving us a hard time. But she's like, I just you guys, I, I could smell that. Um, I'm calling the cops. And she was like kind of like messing with us, but also I think like disappointed um, as a parent should be in their 17 year old. And uh, it was her, my friend's stepdad or her partner and uh, my friend's brother. Um, and they kind of give us this whole spiel and then they look at the three of us and they go like, what do you have to say for yourself? And my friend uh, whose house we were at just falls down on the floor and starts laughing hysterically. And then he's like, well, I know my brother smokes weed and Mark smokes weed and it's whatever. And he's just like, did not handle it well. Um, My other friend was like, well, if we think about the role of marijuana in society and he starts going off in this like really like, like speeds and stuff like that. And like, you know, about how weed is, you know, viewed uh, appropriately and it's really okay. And then they go, Drew, what about you? What do you have to say for yourself? And I'm like, I didn't smoke. Uh, And it's (laughs) something that we just, I just denied. Um, And it's something that we, you know, still joke about to this day. So that second verse, you know, um, came, came downstairs, thought we were on blast, but you broke down and laughed. Um, Just like, you know, in the moment it was like, it felt stressful and stuff like that but like it was inconsequential in that specific incident 
um, and just like missing those kind of those those days and and those feelings. That's great. Yeah, we thought the song did a great job of like it, both of us kind of experience that nostalgia of our own, you know, either teenage or early twenty day early twenties uh, days. So yeah, I think you did a great job of that, um, even Thank without you. knowing that specific story. Um, so when <laughs> talk about when does the new album come out? The new album comes out on December fourteenth. Perfect. Very excited. Okay. So just in time for Christmas, everybody can go just out in time and, for Christmas. Buy it, stream it, play it at your holiday parties, all of that. Okay, so that'll be that'll be perfect. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank and you. giving us your super awesome mix. Now, where can people find more about Jake Swamp and the Pine? Yeah, so uh, jakeswamp.com. Um, and then I am also like pretty active on Instagram. Just Jake Swamp is the the handle. Um, and then also, you know, Spotify, all major streaming services. I just released another single, um, three, two days ago, um, drive, 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 which is my favorite song on the the track. So that's also available for, for streaming. Um, but yeah, jakeswamp.com has all of those links and stuff, um, tour and all that fun information as well. Perfect. And we'll include the link in our show notes for this one, but, um, thank you. Thank you again. So Sam, for, for, so Sam and I have plenty of other mixes to work on, so we'll get to work on that. And so for Drew and Sam, this is Matt, and we'll see you next time. Super Awesome Mix is brought to you by DLM. Make shopping easy with DLM, the one-stop shop for all your casual clothing needs. Shop DLMSupplyCo.com and enter the promo code AWESOME at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. That's DLMSupplyCo.com.